If there is a modern axiom, it goes like this. If it didn't happen on Instagram, it didn't happen. If a beauty or fashion product launches and there's no phone there to gram it, did it really happen? Today we're talking about a cosmetics company with expert skills in the art of social media, and we're gonna learn how its Instagrammable experience stores are all a part of the game plan. On this episode, we've got Natalie Mackey of Winky Lux. Live from New York, it's where we buy. That's right, Natalie, you're listening to Where We Buy. It's the show about the things we buy and the places we buy them. Today, we are recording live at the Javits Center in Manhattan as a part of the ICSC New York Dealmaking Conference. My name is James Cook, and I research retail and real estate for JLL. And this is the show where we talk with retail experts and visit shopping spots across the nation. Today, Natalie Mackey, who is co-founder and CEO of Winky Lux, is here with us. Natalie, welcome. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. We are sitting out on uh, the show floor, I guess you'd call it. This is the Crystal Palace. Uh, we're surrounded by thousands of people walking around, having meetings. Uh, we've got a fantastic view. What can you see? I, th there's like a fun energy going on in here. You can, it's, it's called deal making. You can see people, there's like that electric deal making and in, in, oh, sorry, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's get into it, Natalie. I have heard Winky Lux is described as a luxury com cosmetics, but at drugstore prices. So what, what really makes Winky Lux products different from, from other cosmetics? So we uh, use clean ingredients and some really interesting kind of fun uh, manufacturing processes. And the, as far as the payoff and the, the color story, we think that they're really, um, they can hold their own against the highest luxury products. Um, but the, the big like bad secret in the beauty industry is that there's not a ton of difference in many brands and what of, uh, yeah <laughs> shocker spoiler <laughs> alert spoiler alert um yeah in fact uh there's some amazing quality products that you can get at the drugstore um they're just not really marketed in a fun and innovative way and so we decided to take really the best of the best formulas um you know hire the best of the best uh developers and create this really fun um, D2C company that uh, gave that same wonderful emotional experience that you get at a Sephora um, all the way, you know, and bring it to a more accessible price point. So we're in a new category called Mastige in the beauty industry. There's Prestige and there's Mass, and we're right in the center. It's Mastige. So we like to throw that around. Mast, did you coin that or did somebody? No. Okay, no. I got, I'm gonna have to remember that because that's a new one. I love to learn all the new terms. Now you, I think it shouldn't be a surprise that you guys are so adept with social media because you, I'd read that you started out as a tech company, um, but uh, what, what transitioned you from that to cosmetics? We, um, I was in branding for a long time and, uh, and marketing really in the fashion industry and I had done a few uh, business deals in the cosmetic space, um, and I thought that they that was the most fascinating thing I'd ever seen. So I loved the emotional connection that the consumer had with the products, and so 
uh, three years ago, a little over three years ago now, I guess, maybe it was about three and a half years ago, I um, started writing the business plan for a, a tech interface that would curate beauty products. And my business partner and I started building it. And uh, luckily we had the, the, uh, the foresight um, or just common sense to asked to do this like deep dive into our consumer base and understand you know what they liked or didn't like about the product and the thing that was really clear is that they didn't like the product at all oh no <laughs> and they didn't see any need for it uh, but what we were finding was that they had most of their products were drugstore products and they had a few beautiful luxury products and they were really proud of those luxury products, but they weren't that excited about their drugstore products. And because we kind of knew that there were some big similarities on cost of good there, and really most of this was marketing, um, we decided to create this brand that would address that instead. Uh, so Winky Lux was born, and it's uh, all about fun and super indulgence and sort of that millennial vision of um, kind of living your best life, so to speak. So you you decided that you wanted to launch this brand. What's the first, what do you do? Like, do you, I'm trying to, so you, how do you launch it? Do you say, I'm going to create this one product and we're going to just test it uh, and see what happens? Or do you create a suite of products? How does, how does that work? Well, we started with one product, which is lipstick. And um, that started, we had some really wild, innovative packaging. And we were really lucky that all of my relationships from licensing and marketing could translate into what we were doing now. So we already knew a few manufacturers. So we started with those guys. And, um, and, and actually, those ladies are manufacturers owned by women. Um, and we created this small brand. And it was really, neither one of us came from the beauty industry. So we knew that from a product standpoint, we want to really high quality products that looked really different, but we went about marketing them in a completely sort of back ass words way. Um, we, we like got them into the hands of consumers. We started, uh, you know, group chats with a bunch of um, potential cu or customers. And um, we started building out our own supply chain management because when we would go to factories and we would ask them for um, innovation or new products, they were years out. So we decided the only way we were going to be able to do the things that we wanted to do and do them really quickly was uh, if we built our own technology. And so what was the first breakout um, product from Oh, Winky the Flower Lux? Bomb. Yes. I mean, our first breakout product was really the Rainbow Eyebrow Palette. <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> a totally random and reactive product. So we were at a, um, we were at a trade show and... A consumer trade show, or I guess it wasn't a trade show then, it was a consumer show. And we kept seeing these really cool young girls who had uh, colored eyebrows. And we thought it was the coolest thing in the world, so we quickly, our product developer quickly went back to the lab and created a prototype of these rainbow brows, and she created 10 of them. And we started to, um, to test them out, and we had a ton of response from our customer base on Instagram um, and YouTube. And uh, we ended up getting on the Today Show with that product. So it became, that was sort of the beginning of the brand. Um, and then we, we were in shopping for new innovation in Asia. Um, and we came across this technology that had been in the market for a long time, which was these clear color changing lipsticks that had a flower inside of them. 
and they were really hot in Korea. And so we um, we went to our factory and we said, can we make something like this, this clear moment that changes color and looks super cute? Uh, and we did, and that became, that was really kind of like the uh, inflection point for the brand really growing online. So how does that, and that's the flower bomb? Uh -huh. Okay, so... How do, when you say color changing, I'm just so curious about this. Like, how, how does that work? It, uh, it, it's an exploding molecule. So when you put it on your skin, it reacts with the pH. Um, oh, I just got some coffee. Oh, I'm nice. So happy. All right. Okay. <laughs> Refreshment break. <laughs> yeah. Refreshment break um, on the pro podcast. We're going to take a little sip right here. All right. What were we talking about? Exploding molecules. Oh, exploding molecules. <laughs> <laughs> so when you put it on your skin, it reacts with the pH in your skin and turns pink. So it's like a blooming pigment. Um, so it's really fun to watch, and it looks different on everybody, and it's pretty flattering on every skin tone. So that was sort of the beginning of this very Instagrammable, um, fun, kind of hit you over the head with whimsy and um, delightfulness that uh, launched the brand. And that those words, hitting you over the head with whimsy and delightfulness, that really, for me, describes the Winky Lux brand. So I had a chance to stop in at the Winky Lux experience here in New York yesterday, and uh, it was pretty intense. We are on Spring Street, heading towards West Broadway. We're gonna take a uh, head to Winky Lux. Um, we're doing a podcast. Yes, you guys should have been warned. We, we were, we, All right. we are aware. So my name is Kamalini, and I'm the assistant manager of the store here. But yeah, each room is inspired by one of our products. Um, but it's a whole Instagrammable moment. There are hashtags that you can use. It's just that whole experiential part of retail. So this is uh, a lemon juice squeezer. So it's a lemon squeezer. <laughs> yeah. And that was inspired by our lemon cake lip balms. Um, or lip glosses, it's a lip plumper, but I mean, it's just very interactive. Kids love it, dogs love it. Um, so It's, I it's mean, a big yellow ball pit, and you, and you let dogs go in it? Yeah, so we're very animal friendly. Our spirit animal's a poodle, so that's fun, right? It's a poodle. So this is a wall of flowers. So this is, it's the flower room, so it's inspired by the flower bombs. So these are the flower jelly bombs. They change with the pH of the body. It looks different on everyone. What? So, yeah, so here we go. This okay. is the dream cloud room. It's a cloud room. I like to call it a dream cloud room. Uh, but this room was inspired by our dream gel. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah, Woo! so we're going from Cloud City. Rainbow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ooh. I know. What? I know. So this is our, our tea slash coffee room. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> okay. It's very Alice in Wonderland. So the people who come here, what percentage would you guess know about you guys and came here specifically, and what percentage are just kind of showed up and are surprised? Most of our tourists, so percentage-wise, I want to say about 85% know who we are from Instagram. Um, and we've been on Instagram for quite some time, and it's just like popping up for everyone. It's uh, all over social media. Um, even a lot of the tourists that do come in, they come in and they say, oh my God, we knew Winky Lux was here because we follow you back in Japan or China. B they, do know they do know about us. Um, it's more of coming in because now we have a store. So it's not just ordering stuff online, they're coming in for the experience as well. So it's a huge percentage of people who do know about us. But here we go. What? 
heads. <laughs> okay, disco balls, all the walls and ceiling and floors are mirrored. So this is New York's smallest disco. It I go is again. New York's <laughs> smallest disco, yes, but a lot of party happens here. <laughs> a lot of party. After hours, you guys just come back. Oh, and yeah, that's, that's yeah. what we do. We close up and we come here and party. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it is one of the rooms that I would say people just don't like leaving. Yeah. They. No, you want to stay. It's the smallest room, but they, everyone has so much fun. Oh my gosh. I know. So this is a Zen garden. Correct. And what? Oh, I like this I'll one. just let the expert. Oh, it's inspired by matcha <laughs> there bomb. We go. Um, we do have the Zen garden, so it kind of brings that whole kind of relaxing feel, that very Zen. Um, feel it's great after you leave the disco room to decompress <laughs> kind of like a florida theme though a little bit with the pom neon palm trees and yeah what cashmere kitten palace very very soft tones kind of makes you want to stay in bed all day um soft cushiony squishy things so it's all these super fuzzy balls everywhere and it says Namaste in bed. <laughs> this is a very cozy little lounge. I want to be like 13 here. Doesn't it, like, don't you feel yes. like you need to be like 13 years old and like hang out with your girlfriends? My go-to sentence for Winky Lux is, it's just a whimsical world of paradise that's full of fun, joy, and everything good. Oh, we're definitely using that's, that on the podcast. Totally that sums it up. That, that totally is. <laughs> It's uh, nine rooms that transport you into different products and the themes and the backstories of each of those products. Um, and it's a chance to kind of tell the story, the brand story, as you walk through. And um, what better way? I mean, I, I think in my mom's generation, even in my generation, you used to go to, um, you'd go to a department store and you'd talk to a nice lady behind a counter and she would tell you all these stories about these products and this one was made with a rare berry and this one had um, you know a, a color story that was uh, inspired by the latest fashion trend um, and this is sort of like taking that and abstracting it into a physical space so when you walk through you really feel what those products mean um, the flower room is obviously a giant room of flowers <laughs> for the flower bomb we also have the the matcha um, Zen garden for our matcha balm, which is our um, our avocado coconut uh, matcha infused like hydrating balm. And I mean, you saw it. You probably got glitter puffed. Did they glitter puff you? No. <laughs> Me, they were so they were afraid out. to glitter puff me. What's <laughs> glitter puffing all about? We have a we have a, a product that's uh, air compressed glitter, like it just just um, pure pigments. And it's very magical when you use it. So it's one of the fun things in the experience. I'm gonna have to talk to them about not glitter puffing you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, it is not just a store. It is like, um, you know, like these whole new experiential quote unquote museums that have come out, like the, like uh, Candytopia or the Museum of Ice Cream. I mean, it's super Instagrammable. Um, you know, if you just search for Winky Lux uh, on Instagram, you'll see all these photos of people. Um, I think my favorite was probably the Zen Zen Garden uh, with the green uh, matcha-inspired uh, Zen. Um, but there were so many cool... Oh, I take that back. I think my favorite room was 
is it called the Infinity Room? Yeah, the disco, the disco room. So it's a, it's a relatively small room, but it's mirrors everywhere, and there's a disco ball, and there's music, and you feel like you're kind of transported into this little mini uh, dance club. Yes, it's very trippy. Yeah, no, that was that was really cool. So it is a, it's a ticketed thing, right? Don't people pay to come in come in there? They do. They give us a deposit. Um, to come to the store, or they, you can walk into the store at any time, but in order to go back into the experience rooms, you book your time slot. And that's so that uh, people have a really good experience and there's not these big bottlenecks. However, it's translated into a really interesting uh, consumer journey because she's sort of captive from the start, so she feels very, um, it feels like a destination. And then she walks through and that ticket price is then credited to her purchase. So we get this amazing conversion rate because everybody is going to start interacting with um, with the sales staff because they want to convert their their ticket. That's amazing. I, I've talked I've talked to retail store designers and they've told me they you know your ultimate goal is to create a store that's so cool that people would be willing to pay to come into it. Yeah. You guys did it. We did do it. You actually pulled it off. For better or for worse. We had no idea what we were doing. So there there are people, Winky Lux fans around the world who are learning about this this, um, experience store. are they all flocking to New York and specifically coming from around the world to visit? We see um, a ton of tourists and people who actually come to the Soho area almost like on a beauty tour. So they hit up a lot of the other D2C um, brands that are there. There's Glossier, there's uh, Birchbox, there's Il Maquillage. These are kind of these omni-channel brands. And um, we actually get a lot of of groups of women who come through just specifically to go to all of these different stores. So I think that's kind of an interesting trend, this idea of like beauty tourism. Would you say the, demogra- the demographic is, is pretty, as a pretty young, young woman? Yeah, we, um, we really, uh, our, our median age of our top converters is 27 years old. However, a huge chunk of our traffic, like our digital traffic, um, and particularly in store, um, is 16 to 29. So really an under 25 is like kind of our sweet spot. So I think you would call this almost a Gen Z brand, more so than a millennial brand. Um, But we do see customers from all age groups. I mean, we have ladies in their 50s who come in, have brunch, and then go to the store and, you know, play with makeup and Playing with makeup is sort of a timeless thing that's fun for for everyone who loves makeup. Um, but yeah, we're we're pretty we're pretty youthful. It the vis- visiting a wink the Winky Lux uh, experience in Soho would be part of a great afternoon in Soho. You know, you add a lunch, go to some other stores. It it just it's it was super fun. We had a great time. So. What are the plans? How, are we going to have a, a Winky Lux experience in every city in North America? Where are we at with this? <laughs> um, I think it's it's part of this pie of really telling the brand story. So right now we have four stores, and we're about to have five stores. And um, they're sort of regional hubs, and they're we're just collecting all this really amazing data and creating these incredible relationships with customers there. Um, our original idea for the stores was 
we know that beauty products are sold through word of mouth and it's still the top you know the top converting mechanism is to tell someone how great a product is so our thought process was instead of going after you know big influencers and approaching our influencer marketing campaign through um, you know what you might call super influencers you know people with thought you know millions and millions of followers instead of doing that why don't we leverage other you know real people's social media not that they aren't real people <laughs> <laughs> they are human beings they exist um, but why don't we leverage um, you know why don't we leverage just you and I you and me like our Instagrams um, I make care what a big influencer is doing but it's a little bit more um, it's almost like a trip to the zoo. I always say, I, I always look through their their handles and I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, an all expenses paid trip to Paris. That sounds great. But what I really care about is what my friends are doing. So the idea of having this these grammable moments is kind of a way to digitize word of mouth and, um, and to begin the process of people understanding what the brand is. Um, I think that we are going to we can see like a, a, a pretty robust rollout of Winky Lex stores, whether or not they'll all be mega experience stores or not is sort of TBD. Um, but we know that there's something special that, you know, our, our staff is, I think they're pretty great. I love them. Um, obviously I'm biased, but I think that they're building a lot of really fun relationships with our customers and, um, and those are starting to boomerang back to the site. So where else, let's talk a little bit about specifics. Soho in New York, where are your other physical locations? We have Atlanta in Lenox Mall, and we have um, Chicago uh, at North, North Point, Northridge, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to clean that up, Northridge. Everyone calls it, one thing we learned in Chicago is that no one knows where Northridge is. They know the Nordstrom on Michigan Avenue. So we're in the Nordstrom Michigan Avenue Mall. Um, we are uh, in Virginia, right outside of DC. And of course, we're in New York. So, um, and then Nashville opens mid-January, end of January this year, or this coming year. So soon. And uh, Paris, London, Rome yeah. after that? <laughs> I think we're going to, uh, we're probably going to let our partners over there do something similar and fun for us. Um, you know, we, we also have a partnership with Sephora uh, and Ulta. So I think that our Sephora partners in Europe will, will probably be the people who create some fun experiences for us right this second, um, but maybe you never know. Um, we're pretty opportunistic, and we we kind of go where our customers tell us to. So it'll depend on what they start screaming for. I would say the vibe that I get from Winky Lux is you guys just see a new trend and pivot immediately and, and jump on it. Right? You're just very agile. That's the feeling I get. Yeah, it's our our second core value is we're fast as lightning. So everything we do is, is a lot of launch test pivot, um, for better or for worse. I mean, sometimes we do super stupid stuff, but most of the time- We're not gonna talk about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, we have a super smart team and they, um, they have great ideas and hopefully they are really empowered to do fun things. Like if they think of a new experience room idea, a new product idea. Um, and then of course our customers really tell us where, you know, what kinds of things they're interested in. I mean, these first four stores have been this massive learning experience where we've figured out all the things that they really love. To your point, like the matcha Zen garden is a really fun moment. We see people just kind of sitting there and relaxing for 
20, 30 minutes. So <laughs> I think in our next store, we're going to have sort of like a Zen garden chill vibe space um, just to charge your phone and play with sand and, um, you know, and vibe out. So if the model, the model is to a certain extent, you're, you're finding in, uh, new trends and jumping on them. It's kind of trend focused. Um, are there um, things though that you guys sell that customers return to again and again, or is it really just about trends? Totally. Um, we think of our products like digital markers. <laughs> so we think of our, our color products as our acquisition products, and then our complexion and skincare products as our um, as our retention products. And the coolest, one of the biggest learnings about the stores is that for the first time, we're really seeing this major uptick in adaption to skincare and complexion because there's still this need to go and see what it looks like on you um, and we know that that customer is just infinitely more valuable and she has you know she really has to trust you to trust your your foundation product or your um, or your concealer or something like that and once she's hooked on it it's really it's a long-term relationship um, much more so than like the hottest new brick red lipstick or, um, you know, or even rainbow brows. I don't know how many rainbow brow palettes you need in your life. <laughs> um, I have two, but I, I think I'm the, I'm not normal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I probably max six <laughs> yeah. in my, you know, in my life. Totally. Um, so you, you started out um, selling uh, online direct to consumer. How important is the, if, is physical real estate to you? I mean, you're here. This is a big, um, ICSC is a big uh, shopping center and retail place, uh, shopping district conference. So how important is, does physical space play a role in the future of Winky Laws? I think it's one of those big macro trends. Um, it seems like hyper growth happens when you, um, when you really identify where the customer is. And I think she's still shopping. She still leaves her house. Um, but what she leaves her house for has just changed. So I think if we can crack that code, there's a massive opportunity to really connect with her at an even deeper level because the beauty business is really the business of like relationships and connecting with your customer. And uh, it has to mean something for her to buy your products because there's a million beauty products out there. and. Ours are fantastic and they win awards and they're amazing, but there's also other brands that win awards and are amazing too. So um, it has to mean something more than just uh, fixing a problem. It has to be like a, it has to be a personal relationship. And I think that we can do that in a, such an amazing way in person. Um, I don't, I think that it's part of a pie. I guess is the, my, my sort of ranty answer to that. I think we'll continue to, to grow our digital business. We'll continue to grow our partnerships. Um, and really our customer who comes in the store is almost our, our like, she's really part of like the squad once she's there. She's like, you know, really indoctrinated into this world and we she can see that we really care about her. Um, and I think, I think that's leading this sort of retail rollout. So, does the model that you've developed, which um, you know has a component of these awesome experience rooms, uh, has a strong social media component, like just jumping on new trends, does this model work for other retail types of retail products? I mean, is this the future of retail in a sense? I think that for our customer, 
for products that are brand driven, so not, you know, not commodity products, if you're, I think that you have to have something a little bit more. I ordered, uh, I order on Amazon every day, like once a day. So <laughs> between my office and my house, I order once a day. So, and I ordered a shirt the other day in, in about two minutes. So there has to be something really compelling for our customer to leave the house. That said, she really wants to. She wants to do things with her friends. She wants to have connections with human beings. Um, and I think that, um, I think the future is gonna be a lot more engaging. I certainly don't think it's dying. I think it's, if anything, it might even be growing, but it's evolving into a much, a much different type of experience. Yeah, it's such, uh, offering a, a compelling emotional connection with with the shopper, you know, w w with the consumer. I mean, that's really what people want because, you know, yeah, with so much of online shopping, it's purely transactional and it's purely, you know, commodity shopping. So, um, what's a what's a favorite place of yours to go get an emotional connection in the shopping world? Where do you like to go outside of cosmetics? You know, where's a place that inspires you as a shopper? Oh, um, I was just at. I had a lunch the other day at Lauderay the French bakery. And I think, I mean, where else can you charge that much money for macaroons? And I, I haven't been, how much are we talking? It? it was a lot. It's like, um, I think they're like five or six bucks a piece. I'm probably gonna be corrected on that somewhere, but they were they were pretty pricey. Um, but it was such a beautiful experience. I really felt like I was in New York, but I, for a second I felt like I was really, I had like been transported to Paris. Um, what else is a really fun? Um, I love to go to the Brooklyn Flea because I think that feels really, it feels like something I'm doing. I might discover something new. Um, yeah, and then I think the, the Candytopias and the Museum of Ice Creams of the World, I mean, these, these places are fun. And um, I, I think that you get every penny of your value out of that. Like it's yeah. a blast and it's something to do with your friends. That's awesome. All right. Well, we are, uh, believe it or not, about podcasted out. Is there any any final words, Natalie, that, that our listeners should know about Winky Lux? Anything we should check out? I mean, come visit us. Come yeah. join the squad. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Natalie, so much for joining us. And to our listeners out there, if you uh, have a comment about today's show, you can listen, uh, you can leave a message on the Where We Buy hotline and we'll use it on an upcoming show. Give us a call at 602-633-4061. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. You can also subscribe to Where We Buy on your iPhone or Android podcast app or on Spotify or just pretty anywhere you uh, can get a podcast. Just search for Where We Buy and uh, hit subscribe. Our website is wherewebuy.show. And a special thank you to ICSC that worked with us to make this live podcast possible. Yay, that was it. We're all done.